Hello, and welcome to episode three of Growing with Green. My name is Greenlee Clark, and I'm so excited because today I'm going to be talking about being too sensitive. And if you're like me, then you probably hold a lot of emotion in, and you feel things, you're empathetic, sympathetic at times, all the emotions. (laughs) My whole life, I've dealt with being a sensitive person, and at times it's nice because it's nice to, you know, have empathy for other people, but then at other times it just feels like it's a burden. So I am so excited to get into that with you today, but before we do that, here's a quick message from Columbia Wellness. Taking care of your mental health is just as important as your physical health. At Columbia Wellness, we offer behavior health care for all ages. From telehealth counseling to inpatient addiction care, we offer the level of support your mind needs. Don't wait to enjoy life again. Give us a call at 360-423-0203. At Columbia Wellness, your wellness is our passion. Thank you so much to Columbia Wellness for being the sponsor. And thank you so much to Calad's Podcast Network for having me here. I am so grateful for this new podcast that I get to host and for the opportunity to talk to you because for those of you that don't know, I've had a podcast since I was a senior in high school. It's called Life with Green. little plug in there. You can go listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I had to take a break from it this summer just because I was heading back home from college. Lots of things. <laughs> And I do plan on continuing it in the fall, but I was like, man, like, I'm not going to be in podcast mode anymore. You know, like, I have the whole summer to just chill and figure things out. But nope, I'm here. I'm recording another podcast, which is great. I'm, I love it. I'm having a good time. I'm so grateful. If you didn't know, I am an intern at a radio station near my hometown, and it has been so fun. I love all the people here. I love what I've been doing. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure some of my radio friends here would be like, oh, that poor girl. Like, she's had to clean these things. She's had to file this stuff. But even that, I just, I enjoy being in this broadcasting business. I enjoy being surrounded by it. And it just gets me fired up for my future, you know? I'm really, really grateful that they see my passion and that they want to support me and that they encourage me. They give me great advice. And for those that maybe didn't hear what this episode today is about, I'm talking about emotions. I am an emotional person. And having these people surrounding me who are encouraging me and who give me criticism in a polite (laughs) way is nice because it just gets me excited. Of course, there's that fear that one day, you know, I will go somewhere and it will be a different experience, but that's a story maybe for another day. Today, now, I want to be talking about where I'm at. And like I've mentioned in the past, if you didn't hear the first episode, I'm 19. I'll be 20 in October. And I feel like I'm in this weird time in my life because. I am an adult, 18 plus adults, but I still feel like I'm a kid. I am torn. Do I sit at the kid's table? Do I sit at the adult's table? If I hang out with the adults, am I too mature? If I hang out with the kids, am I too mature? It's potato, potato. 
constantly. That's how it feels to me anyways. So I want to address being the age I'm at and being emotional because my whole life I've been told since I can remember you're too sensitive you're too emotional it's not that deep get over it big girls don't cry are you a big girl yes yes I am (laughs) but I am emotional Sometimes maybe I am too sensitive. Sometimes I maybe do think it's deeper than it is. And I'm at the point where I don't really feel like apologizing for it. I did sports my whole life. And if you didn't know that, then now you do. (laughs) I did soccer, basketball, softball, track, cross country. I believe that's all. (laughs) I did a lot. And... Basketball was my favorite, for sure. And I took it, I took all my sports very seriously. I want to talk about cross country in particular right now, because that was the one that got a lot of emotion, surprisingly. (laughs) Every time before I would get ready to run in the race, I would get so nervous and I would just like psych myself out. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I would just kind of pace and stretch and just think about the race and think about the people I was racing against. And on race days, I I wouldn't even eat. Like it stressed me out and I was so hard on myself. Every time before a race, whether it was getting onto the school bus or walking right up to the starting line, I would start crying. And every time, everyone, my teammates, my coaches, my mom, they were just like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. No matter what happens, we're proud of you. You know, being supportive, encouraging people that they are. And every race, I knew they were going to say that. Every race, I knew I was going to be okay. I knew that no matter how I ran, everything was going to be all right. But I still cried. (laughs) Oh my gosh, every time. It was because I was hard on myself. Competing against yourself, against your mind, when you're a really competitive person, it can be hard mentally and emotionally. And that was my case. I remember people were like, oh my gosh, she's such a baby. Like, there were people that thought I was crying because I thought I was going to lose or because I was trying to draw attention to myself. Like, no, I don't want to draw attention to myself while I'm running. Are you kidding me? I don't know if you guys know what runner's face is, but it's basically when you're running and it's seen often in photos. You get a photo taken of you while you're running. It looks awful. Like, you think I want to draw attention to that? No. I constantly heard when I did cross-country and track, she's just needing attention. She just needs people to pay attention to her. Like, of course, I love people hyping me up and encouraging me, but that was not the case. I just was really hard on myself. I wanted to do the best that I could for myself. I wanted to make my team proud. I wanted to make my parents proud, my town. When you grow up in a small town, the way you perform in your sports, word goes around. And I wanted the word to be good. So I put a lot of pressure on myself in sports. 
when it came to team sports, basketball, soccer, softball, I was emotional then too. I loved basketball so much. I still love basketball so much. And I could have a good game, but if we lost, I would look at everything that I could have done better and I would get frustrated. When I got into high school, it got better. But when I was a kid, you know, 13 and younger, 14 and younger maybe, there were games where if we lost, I would just walk up to my mom after the game and I would just start crying. And she'd be like, you, you can't cry out here, dude. Like, everyone's going to think it's because you lost. And it wasn't. Like, yes, losing is frustrating, but I would cry because I was like, it's my fault. Like, we lost that game because I had a bad pass here or I should have made this shot or maybe if I wasn't playing during these minutes, this person would have done better than me. It was constant nagging at myself and I was so emotional and I I cannot keep my tears in if you don't know me then that means you don't know when I'm about to cry you can tell you can probably tell that I'm about to cry before I even know I'm about to cry because my face gets red so fast it gets like a splotchy weird color and I just I look very puffy it's not a look that I like (laughs) and when I would get ready to like cry to my mom in the stands the next day or whenever they saw her even during that moment people would walk up to her and be like it's not a big deal like be a big girl quit crying about it everyone loses don't be a sore loser I don't like losing I've said that but I would not cry in front of people if it was because we lost okay I don't ever consider myself a sore loser Maybe in board games when my family beats me. That's But that's different, <laughs> okay? I hate losing an Uno. I hate losing a Monopoly deal. Can you blame me? <laughs> but anyways, people would think, gosh, that girl is so emotional. She's so sensitive. She needs to grow up. She needs to realize that it's not a big deal. Life's hard. Life's going to hit her like a truck. And yeah, they're right. Life does hit me like a truck. But I don't... I don't cry about certain things like that you know so sports was a very big part in my life when it came to trying to handle my emotions and eventually I learned you know keep the tears in no matter if you had a really bad game or a really good game or just being hard on yourself like keep your tears in until you get into your car or you see your mom at home and then you can cry Because whenever people see you crying, they will, well, not everyone, but there will be some people who will take that to their advantage and try to paint this image, paint this picture that you are worthless. People thought that because I was emotional, that I wasn't a good leader, a good person, a good role model. Stuff like that, man. It was it was interesting. It's like, um, yeah, I am a teenage girl. I know teenage girls have the rep of being emotional, but, like, no need to tear me down for it. I'm a big advocate. You know, if you're upset, cry. If you need to yell, then yell. I mean, depends on what you're yelling and if you're yelling at someone or just yelling out 
into the air. But why keep your emotions locked in? You know? Like, if you're feeling something, feel it. It's it's never made sense to me why people hold it in. And I know everyone has the reasons. I know there's scientific facts behind all of that. But to me, in my own little world, I just have never understood why people bash on those for who do want to cry, who do want to get their emotions out. Anyways, moving on. When it comes to being emotional, I think my story, the reason why I've always shown my emotion and been an emotional person is because of my very early on past. When I was six, five or six, that was my first death experience. I lost my cousin and seeing my mom, my aunt, my my family just sad, my other cousins who lost their sibling, it was it was really it was hard. I mean, I was in kindergarten. I was really little. I didn't understand what was going on. I just I saw that everyone was sad and it made me sad. And my mom always did a good job at explaining things to me when I was younger that I didn't understand. She did a great job. And she explained death to me very well. I, not too long after that, lost my uncle. And then not too long after that, lost my grandma. And then right after I lost my grandma, I moved schools. (laughs) I went through a lot in a short period of time from the age of like five to nine. And that made me who I am today. I still have experienced loss. I've, I've had people in my life pass since I was nine. And I don't think most 19-year-olds can say that they've been to more funerals than weddings in their lives. It's, you know, death has been something that has hit me a lot. Grieving is an emotion that I have felt my whole life, it feels like. I mean, a majority of it now. And it sucks. And one thing that I do want to pay attention when it comes to all this is picture taking. I have, ever since I've had a phone, ever since I've had the access to a camera, I have always taken pictures. When I was in middle school, because, you know, middle schoolers, they're in their own world. (laughs) It's their world. We're living in it. (laughs) I always took pictures with my friends. We were on the school bus, picture. A new Snapchat filter came out, picture. We were heading to a basketball tournament, let's take pictures. Oh, we're going into the store, let's take pictures. Let's just take pictures everywhere we go because when you lose people, you you realize what you didn't do when they were here. I don't have pictures with some of my relatives I lost, or I do, but they're not that great. And, you know, I was little, like I said, between the ages of five to nine. There was no reason why I should have access to a 
camera at that age. But it sucks because it's one of those things where you're like, man, if I had known, maybe when I was eight years old, I would have been like, mom, can you take more pictures of me and grandma? Mom, can we visit her more often? Mom, can we go do this? Maybe I would have spoken up. Maybe I would have had more photos. And that's something I've always tried to keep in mind is sometimes people do want pictures taken. They're just not going to voice it. And I know that because I have my siblings. (laughs) My sister growing up would never speak up. I always spoke for her. And maybe that was just like a control thing. Probably was actually. I liked, you know, being in charge. So I'd be like, this is what she wants. This is what we both want. My parents were like, Greenlee, you can't speak for her. She has to she has to do it herself. But anyways, <laughs> you know, if she wanted a picture taken, it was she would keep it to herself. And so it was like, Do you want a picture? She'd be like, Yeah. It's like, hey, can we get a picture? You know? I will always be that person. I will always, like, I want people to speak up, but I also know that there are people who won't. And so I will always be that person that will stand up in front of a crowd and say what everyone's thinking. (laughs) So throughout middle school, back to my little story, I would take pictures. And throughout high school, I took a bunch of pictures. And, you know, getting social media, I would post all those pictures on social media. I would share them with parents. I would make photo albums so people could go back on my page and steal some photos from them. Because not everyone my age takes as many photos as I think I do. And a lot of people, a lot of the time, were like, this is so great. Like, I'm so glad that she does this. Like, my kids never take photos. It's so nice seeing them in pictures. It's so nice seeing them smiling together and making memories. And then there were the few comments that were like, there's no reason to take photos. Live in the moment. Get off your phone. Why is she always worried about taking a photo instead of actually living through the experience? You know what? I, I don't care. <laughs> I remember. I remember things. I don't need the photo to remember the moment because I am living in the moment. But I think when a moment does happen... It's totally okay to want a photo of it. I am so grateful. Despite what people have said, I'm so grateful that I took so many photos of my friends and I when we were growing up. It's so fun to look back at middle school and see the phases we were going through. It's going to be nice in 20 years when I can show my kids, these were my best friends in high school. This was us after a basketball game. This was us heading to our senior trip. This was us during graduation. I will never regret taking a photo because there are moments that I don't have photos of and it makes me really sad. So photos have a really emotional meaning to me, (laughs) if you couldn't tell. And I really wanted to tie that in with today's episode because That has always been something that's bothered me, is the people who say, you don't need to be taking pictures of everything. We live in a world where social media is a really big part of it. And whether we like it or not, it's just going to keep growing. And I've had people say, like, why do you post these pictures? Why do you post? Like, 
you don't need to share that on online like whatever people say it's it's old news nowadays but my thing is is like social media that's where a lot of people are vulnerable and post their emotions like I'm on here right now this is going to be uploaded on media and I'm sharing with you my life what I, like how I am emotional and like why why do people diss on that I I'm always, always going to share my emotions online, with my friends, with my teachers, with my parents, with strangers. If a stranger asked me how I was feeling today, I would be honest with them. I'd be like, I'm feeling great. Like, how are you today? You know, are you having a good day? Like, honest answer. I don't understand why we feel the need as people to bash on others for showing their emotions, for sharing their emotions. Now that I'm in college, I'm just, I, I just have this mindset where I live so many miles away from home. I'm in another state. I don't get to see my mom every day. I don't get to see my friends, my boyfriend, my siblings, no one. I had to create this whole new life this last year. And I have friends now who are amazing. They know that I'm an emotional person and they adore me for it. And I love that. You should feel supported and loved by the people you're surrounded by. But, man, before I had them, I was I was going through it. I was so emotional, and there were days where I was like, I'm feeling good. Like, I am where I'm supposed to be at right now. This is where I'm supposed to be. I am thriving. And then there were the days where it was like, I just want to go home. I'm sad. I, I'm, I'm psyching myself out. I can't do this. I had a few days at college, probably more than a few days, where I would call my mom and I'm like, Mom, I, I am so frustrated with this situation. I'm sad. I don't know what to do. Maybe I'm just being dumb. Maybe I'm just being a d- dumb teenage girl who's just crying about something that doesn't matter. And like I said, I, I'm so grateful for my mom. She is, she taught me right. She, d- she did well. She did good with me, and she's still doing good with me and my siblings. And she would tell me, Greenlee, it's okay. It's okay to be upset. Just because you're at college does not mean that every single day is going to be perfect. You're going to have days where you don't want to be there. You're going to have days where you're going to be upset. It's all going to be okay. You're going to be fine. I hope that if you don't have a parent who can reassure you the way that mine do, that you at least have some type of guidance, some type of friend who can let you know that it's okay to feel. I had this constant fear when I was at school that people thought I was miserable and that I was going to come back home and that they were all going to be right because when you make the decision to leave home and go to school, people are like, oh, she won't last. He won't last. They're not going to make it. You hear that a lot. <laughs> I heard it a lot. And so every time I had a bad day there, I immediately would just jump to the conclusion, oh my gosh, they're right. Those people are right. The people that I don't, like, that I shouldn't care what they say, I'm caring right now because 
what if they are right? What if I'm not supposed to be here? And I would just spiral and psych myself out. So here I am. I'm calm now. <laughs> I am where I'm supposed to be. I love my college. I love my friends there. I love the life there. And I love my home. I love being home for the summer. I love being at the radio. I'm happy right now. But it doesn't mean there aren't days where I'm not emotional. And everyone knows that. Even the radio knows that. I'm an emotional person. And that's okay. I'm still confident. I still stay open-minded. When I do get criticism, I, I tell myself, listen, this person's looking out for you. They're not trying to be mean. You don't need to, you don't need to get upset. And there have been some situations where even someone is purposely going out of their way to be a jerk. And instead of crying there on the spot, like I probably would have done like a year or two ago, I tell myself, just get through this conversation and then you can go in your car and scream about it. Or you can call your mom or your boyfriend and you can freak out about it then. But be polite. It takes time. <laughs> it takes patience and growth. But man, at 19 years old, I'm still emotional I'm still figuring it out, and I've learned that it's okay. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you don't get to cry. Because we're all human, and we all feel. So hopefully, if you have been feeling like you can't cry, now you do. <laughs> also, if you've been making anyone feel bad for being emotional, hopefully my perspective helped. Or who knows, maybe you're like, gosh, this girl's just way too... She's taking it way too deep. Which is fine. You can think that. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways, that is the end of my episode today. I'm so grateful that you tuned in and gave it a listen. I, once again, am so grateful for Khaled's Podcast Network for letting me host this show through them. And I'm just grateful for the radio. I, I'm so excited to see where my career goes. Anyways, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you tune in for the next episode, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.